To the fifth episode of Let's Be Nerds. I'm your host, Stephen Jay, and I'm joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Gordon Bryant, Lizette Ayala, and Demetrius Johnson. Gordon, how are you? I'm doing great, Steve. How are you? Doing fantastic. I'm excited about today's episode. It's a little bit of a deviation from what we've done in the past, uh, the multi-topic where everyone brings something to the table. I think it's going to be a success, though. I have a feeling it will be, too. We do have two newbies with us, I guess I can say. But I'm sure that their topics will go great with what we've talked about so far. I agree. Um, The first newbie, as you say, I need to point out, is not only my friend, but is my cousin, the wonderful Lizette Ayala. Lizette, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm so glad you were able to join us. Yeah, me too. Um, I previewed your topic for today's episode, and I think it's going to be a hit, and I'm excited. Uh, how do you feel? I mean, I'm I'm really excited to be here. I've been excited to join since you sent me that first list of topics. I don't think I'd even read it before I decided I wanted to be a part of this. So, <laughs> Well... Again, I think that you are going to be a natural fit to this because you truly, like, throughout our friendship, throughout being cousins and friends, we have always kind of related on this level of nerddom, quote unquote. And yep. uh, it just only makes sense for you to be here. And I'm, <laughs> I can't wait for to dive into your topic. Yep, me too. Demetrius, me too. My, my good friend, you have been here. You've been on the radar for so long to join the show. And you're finally here. How do you feel? I feel pretty good. How are you yeah. feeling, Steve? I'm doing fantastic. I'm glad you're here. Are you excited? I sure am. I can't wait to see how this goes. I uh, I like your topic. I think that when people understand a little bit more about why you picked it, it'll be it'll it'll make a lot of sense to people, and it kind of gives to our origin story of like all of us kind of being restaurant workers and people in that that field or that industry and i think it's going to play really well let's hope so so gordon you are the showrunner and uh i want to give it off to you as far as like the first topic because i'm excited about what your topic is but i think we have an elephant in the room that we have to address i was just about to say that we appear to be missing uh Kylie in this episode you're correct we are and we love Kylie so much because she has done so much for us as far as our social media management and being a a driving force and getting the first five episodes done but much to my dismay our girl is away at school she is pursuing a degree and uh, she's a working woman you know she's doing podcasts she's doing uh, discord things she's a waitress an exceptional waitress but she truly does want to better herself and enter an exciting field that i think she's going to be phenomenal at so i will make a discretion and allow her to miss a few episodes as she gets acclimated back into school but we can't wait for her to rejoin us i sure the fans will miss her and i'm excited for when she'll be back and with that being said, I think it's time we're getting into our first topic. Gordon, what do you have for us today? Today, I have a, a general topic, something that I'm sure all of us have. It's a favorite superhero or superpower. Yeah, this could be any universe you want to be Marvel, DC, X Men, uh, Teen Titans. Titan. I know Teen I know. Titans is DC technically, but mm-hmm. some 
there's always the non-canon stuff and the canon stuff. For example, my favorite superhero is Flash. I, I just like the, all of his different abilities that he has. The, he can phase through any object at will. can be anywhere in a split second, which would be great for me with how late I'm always am to being work and uh, other things. Hard. <laughs> but it, it, I'm interested in what you guys, or what your guys' favorite superhero slash superpower is. Hmm. That's a great question. I, I like that idea of like identifying with this particular character or particular power. Lizette, where do you feel like you fall? Like, What would be your relatability on this well i can definitely say my favorite character has always been wonder woman um but as for favorite superpower i kind of go back and forth sometimes i really like the um idea of telepathy that that's usually the one that i go for so kind of like scarlet witch's abilities uh yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of torn between those two characters. So, like my favorite DC character is definitely Wonder Woman, but Marvel right now, I'm liking Scarlet Witch. Now, let me let me just get an understanding because there's always like this debate on psychic powers because there's so many ways that they break it down. And like mm-hmm. I look at characters like Scarlet Witch or Jean Grey from X Men or Raven from Teen Titans, telepathy, to my understanding, is the ability to read minds influence thoughts and decisions like if you were across the room from somebody and you wanted them to do something you would be able to kind of implant those thoughts to make them do what you wanted is that a correct assumption of what you perceive telepathy as yeah um that's that's part of it and i also partially misspoke telepathy is part of it telekinesis is the one that i actually meant to say um but i like both of <laughs> Because telekinesis is when, like, somebody pisses you off, you can throw a chair across the room with just your mind. Like, that's yeah. some badass moments yeah. right there. That would be a fun power to have right there. Oh, yeah. From a just a simple logical point, I would love telekinesis for the fact that, like, I could be over, like, let's say in the kitchen, I could be over doing dishes with my, like, manually with my hands doing dishes, but over with my mind doing uh like prep cooking mashed potatoes for the evening shift i love that idea it's like multi it's multi-level you know you can get a lot done yeah like you're a wizard in harry potter (laughs) you love to see it right (laughs) all right demetrius i gotta move on to you what is your favorite character and what is your preferred superpower well if I would absolutely have to pick a favorite character, I would probably have to pick Wonder Woman, only for the fact that she seems like the kind of person that cares about justice and everything, and it's not one for popularity. And like her whip, as soon as it wraps around somebody, she's got to tell the truth. It's just, I just find it fascinating. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Batman, of course, who is impervious, I believe is the word, to her lasso of truth. Is that true? I don't know. And in, in respect, one in one comic, she gives him and Superman and her all hold it and reveal their true names. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman says her true name, which I don't remember. Diana Prince. Thank you. Then Superman says he's Clark Kent. Batman goes, I'm Batman. Which is probably due to the fact that he probably truly believes that he is more Batman than Bruce Wayne. Mm. Like that but, is his truth kind of thing. But that is more for the an ep- later episode when we touch on DC. Interesting. So with that being said, Michi, so that's your favorite character. Who is, which, is that, do you also identify that that's like the favorite power or do you have a superpower that you would like prefer to have? Well, if I would have to pick a superpower, I would probably have to do with uh, brain smarts. Only for the fact that sometimes I have my moments where I 
don't remember what I'm doing. Or sometimes I have my moments where I don't know, like, I don't remember. So you want to be like a hypersensitive, like, brain brainiac? Yeah. Um, yes and no. Because there are pros and cons to that. Like, if you become a brainiac, yeah, you're one of the smartest people alive. But then again, you don't really have much fun because what you consider fun is solving like algorithms and everything. More or less, what other people find fun is like going outside, hanging out with family, friends, stuff like that. Hmm. Interesting take. So you're. You see the pros and cons of the potential power, and you're kind of like on the fence about it. Yes. Okay. Hmm. I guess for me, my pro and con power, it has its ups and its downs, would probably be, oh, I would say invisibility. I, uh, I talked about this a little bit in our Patreon exclusive episode. I just think that invisibility generally begets the power of force fields. And I think that <clears throat> my personality type, I, I'm a little bit more on the defensive side of others, whereas like I don't necessarily want to be like the one that's out there like doing all the fighting and you know I'm not going to be like Colossus with the steel skin out there like bashing skulls. I kind of view myself as more of like a defensive role and protective. So I, I could see like, for me, invisibility and like force fields and pro- like a protective power would probably make more sense for my personality. Interesting. Yeah, I could see that for you. Thank you. I love that for me. <laughs> and I, Steve, you know, I fully agree with that. We, we went into detail on our Patreon special for that. Yeah, and we got we got to stop like plugging it because like I feel like now at this point we just keep talking about. It. But like honestly, if you are interested in any more of that discussion, Kylie is in that episode, and it's a Patreon exclusive. And we kind of dive into, you know, what makes a superpower in relation to your personality. And I think it's a really good analysis. And if you're interested, definitely check it out. We definitely get off topic. A oh. lot in that episode. Not on this podcast. <laughs> no, we're <laughs> so we're so by a script. All right. Well, Gordon, great first topic. I think that it, let us know in the comments what you think. What's your preferred superpower? Who's your favorite superhero? And based on like you know five episodes in now, like you think that our assumptions about what our personalities would be would match our powers? Let us know. With that being said, we're going to move on. Demetrius, you have a topic for us that's a little bit off of the beaten path in terms of like nerddom, but we all do come from a restaurant background. So I kind of like what you're going to bring up. So let us hear about it. Thank you, Steve. Well, I, when I heard about doing a multi topic thing, the first thing that came to mind because I was at work at the time was food. I'm a big fan of food myself, and um, so I was curious. I'm like, what? I wonder what every like all the states' most preferred food is. So I did some research and found some pretty interesting things. But before I do go into that, I want to know what all of you guys' favorite foods are. Ooh, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can pick just one. Lizette, you're new. I'm throwing you on the spot. You have to go first. Uh, right. <laughs> An answer already ready. It's all good. Um, my favorite food, hands down, without a doubt, is Puerto Rican rice and beans. Oh, that's an excellent choice. I've never had I've actually had authentic. It. I've never had oh, authentic, you... but oh, mm. next time you come down, I'll have to ask my dad to make you some. Oh, I would. I would die. I would literally lay down and die. Rice and beans, like you should see my my white people waiting me. It's so tragic, it's so sad. It's like it's like the dollar store version of anything good. It's like just so bad. But 
aside from my love of rice and beans, my favorite food would have to probably be lasagna. I, oh, that's can, a good one. I can make a mean lasagna, but my mom, Lizette, you know, she does cook. She does her business oh, yeah. in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I don't think you've been here when we've had lasagna, but no, I I'm have. Tell- I'm telling you what, that German woman can make an Italian <laughs> lasagna. And you're like, that's a paradox. <laughs> but she can do it. <laughs> I am all surprised. <laughs> Gordon, what's yours? That oh, that's a really hard decision for me because I I love all kinds of food, but oh, can honestly, I just say can I say something? Can I interrupt you real quick for the chat? Gordon made me deep fried pierogies the other day, and they were fire. Like I cannot describe the level of how good these pierogies were. Just have to give you credit where credits to Gordon. Sorry to interrupt oh, I you, but appreciate that. But right now, I I have to say my favorite food. Would probably have to be chips and salsa, which sounds weird, but at our local grocery store, I found this really good restaurant grade salsa, and I've already gone to like three bags of chips and like <laughs> ten cans of salsa. That is so <laughs> fucking underwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is. But right now, that is by far my favorite food. It's like the whitest Spanish appreciation post I've ever seen on Facebook. Yeah, like knowing, yeah, like knowing Gordon, he's the type of person to like go all out with his food and for him to say chips and dip. That's just right. It's, it's kind of mind blowing. This this homie can make you a T bone steak to your exact temperature preference, and homie's over here picking chips and salsa. <laughs> like, <laughs> bitch, what? <laughs> it is really good salsa. Really good salsa. Okay, oh, I'm sure it is. At this point, when we finally do do an all cast film in person, which is the goal, in like probably like an episode 25 moment, you have to bring this chips and salsa for everyone to try. Yeah. I will. <laughs> okay. There will be no issues there. All right, we're shooting for like October, so like prepare. <laughs> I- I'm already prepared. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's funny. Anyway, Demetrius, I'm sorry, we kind of got off the rails on you. There. No, you're but, fine. But like, run through, pause. Why is that God deed? Um, nineteen minutes. Okay. Nine, can you throw that in the chat for me? Shit. We I wonder if she's so out of her good. way. No, she said she wasn't. She was in the apartment, so she should have Wi-Fi. Hang on, she's typing. <laughs> Kicked her out again. Welcome. Hello? Kate, I'm back. Okay. Okay. Sorry, I don't know what it's doing. Because my phone looks... has the same exact issue. Yeah, okay. honestly. All right. Because it looks... Even... We just had to give it a minute. <laughs> I have to say, when you and I were, like, figuring out our anchor issues earlier, Lizette, like, anchor mm-hmm. was being really weird, like, not loading full screens and stuff. So I wonder okay. if this might also be an anchor issue. Okay. Um, Gordon, you dropped me a timestamp, right? It's yeah, it's nineteen around nineteen okay. minutes. So I'm just gonna lead. I'm gonna like we're gonna, I'm gonna give myself a countdown. We're gonna lead back in. I'm gonna do be like okay, Misha, you got off the rails. Let's get back on topic. Tell us about how many states are you actually covering? Did you say ten? Um, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Well, okay. So I'm just going to be like, okay, so you have 12 states prepared for us. Tell us. I'll lead you into it, and you can just, like, kind of run down the list. Lizette is from Delaware, so we're going to derail whenever you tell hers to, like, talk about that. You know, and, like, so. Okay. Okay. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so Demetrius, we, we got off the rails a little bit on you, and I'm sorry. I want to focus back on your point. You have 12 states that you have their preferred, excuse me, preferred food listed. And I, I want to hear about it. Thank you, Steve. So I picked the 12 most interesting states that I could find. And I hope you guys will like them. So to start off my list, I have Alabama. Alabama is known for blackberries 
because they are their state berry. Pecans are the state nut, and peaches are the state tree fruit. Hmm. And then I go to Alaska. Alaska is known for their giant king salmon, and I found it very interesting that they harvest over 100 million salmon a year. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah. And then we go to Colorado. Colorado is known for weed. Probably. Probably. Spoke out of turn. No, Colorado. (laughs) Yeah, Colorado is known for their um shoot. Shoot, shoot, shoot. I'm sorry, I threw you off. No, you're fine. I can't read my handwriting. Well, no one can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for their oh, I got it. I got it. Steaks. They're known for their steaks. Among the top ten cattle productions, cattle hmm. production states in the union, and they're home of the best steakhouses. So Damn. if you're really into steaks, you might want to go to Colorado. I actually did not know that they were that big into the steak market. That's cool. They never yeah. came to where we were to get their true best steaks. Okay, but... Gordon. I, I no. gave you one compliment about your cooking <laughs> ability, and here you are 10 minutes later talking about it. <laughs> oh, my. And then to get back on track. Hold on. Somebody, did somebody disconnect? It was me. I'm back. Okay. 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 To get back into it, we have Connecticut known for their seafood. Their state shell shellfish is eastern oyster as their state fish is shad. Is what? Shad. Oh. I have no idea what that is. Me neither. I'm not familiar with it either. How's it spelled? I've heard of it before. But I never have. You don't know how it's spelled? It's it's spelled S H A D. Shad. Okay. Keep going. I'm gonna do a little quick Google. Okay. And then we move on to Delaware. Well, this should better be good. <laughs> <laughs> let's hope I pass your standards. Okay, let's see. We have peach pie is their state dessert. Yeah. And both peaches and strawberries are important crops in Delaware. Okay. They are the not most what harvested. I, not what I was expecting, but definitely um, fits. We, we, we have a peach festival um, later this month. So definitely fits. Sounds kinky. Sorry. 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 I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So shad is a any of several marine food fishes, chiefly of the gene. Okay. Well, now we're getting into big words that I can't pronounce. Is it the, is <laughs> so, it the ge- genus? A, no, I know genus, but it's Alasa and especially S A P I D I S S I M A. Sap- you lost me somewhere no, around the third I, letter. Ain't nobody spelling that, pronouncing that. Um, <laughs> let's see. A Middle English past of shit. No, no, that's not it. Okay, needless to say, let's just move on. It's just this is all it's all downhill from there. So Okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. So then from Delaware we move on to Florida. Ugh. Crack. <laughs> Sorry. Nah. Okay. <laughs> Their official official state pie is key lime pie. I'm a big fan of key lime pie myself. There are some in the freezer in the basement at work. Just let me know. Oh, I saw. I wasn't too happy about that. <laughs> Florida is also called the sun, sun, sunshine state. I've been down there myself, and it's not wrong. It is super hot down there. Mm-hmm. Demetrius, yes. what, what, what does it have to do with the food? I just found it interesting, okay? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I gotta roast you a little bit. <laughs> oh, okay. Orange juice is the state juice. It 
produces more than Florida itself produces more than 70% of the U.S. supply of citrus. Mm-hmm. Then from Florida, we move on to Hawaii. Hawaii state food, believe it or not, is spam. No Ew. way. It is. Oh, that's so no, I believe that because uh, the one Adam Sandler movie, uh, Fifty First Dates. Oh Christ, you would. I do. I remember. Yeah, I remember what you're talking about. Still, spam. Yeah, spam. Yeah, spam's awkward. It's disgusting. So, Lizette, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So, at first, I thought you disconnected. Um. I, I, it's starting to disconnect. Is it your Wi-Fi? Or, I, mm, am I even on the Wi-Fi? It was not the Wi-Fi. <laughs> the Wi-Fi was keeping me on here. Well, I love that um, you're back on and we're, we can roll. Um, so I'm just going to jump back into spam. Uh, I would have 100% expected Hawaii to be pineapples and not spam. And I'm highly disappointed, Demetrius. Oh, and pineapple. Pineapple is the state fruit. I know, but like, why are they known for spam when they have pineapples? I don't know. I think I think it might be because Hawaii is surrounded by like all the coconuts, all the all all the uh, fruits that we don't have around here. So they make a cluster of like uh, speared fruit, and I guess spam is just something they like to add on. And go, I guess over a period of time, people have come to like it. Everyone needs their protein, I guess. Yeah. It's probably the easiest thing for them to import to that state. It's a yeah, state. without going. Good point. It's like people like chucking spam at Hawaii. Okay. <laughs> I'm driving by the boat, the being like throwing spam onto the island. Okay. Anyway, Demetrius, I'm sorry. I keep interrupting you with my stupid jokes that are not funny. But go ahead. No, you're fine. From uh, Hawaii, we move on to Idaho. But, oh, potatoes. Yeah. There you go. Idaho. Everyone knows they're known for potatoes. As we get here, shipments from Idaho's potatoes. Then from Idaho, we move on to Illinois. Imagine being an entire state and like you literally have like a dirt plant as your like best resource. Like that would be sad. It's It's tragic. It's a sorry. (laughs) Okay. All right, Mister Specific. Then we move on to Illinois. Illinois, surprisingly, is known for their deep dish pizza, hot dogs, and Italian sandwiches. And what I found interesting was popcorn was their state snack. They actually have a category called state snack. Yeah. What's what is it in P- like PA like Keystone Light like what the <laughs> <laughs> Keystone. <laughs> No, I didn't PA, know we had state like state snacks. Like that's yeah, they have state everything. In PA, it's truly <laughs> it's white white claws for the boys. Yeah, it's probably trash. Anyway, that's interesting. <laughs> I love a deep dish pizza. Never, I don't think I've ever had one. Mm. They're phenomenal. I had one in they Chicago. I was at a BMW event, and like they, we had to do like the car thing. And then, like, they took us out to a nice restaurant, and, like, it was all, like, just deep dish pizza, like, as far as the eye could see. It was phenomenal. Hmm. Anyway. After Illinois, we move on to Kansas. Kansas is known for their white wine grape, Vignoles, and their red wine grape, Chamborshan. What? Chamborshan? (laughs) That sounds so wrong. (laughs) It's how it's spelled. They're um, they're two uh, grape wine flavors. One's a white. 
Do you have the spelling in front of you of sham? Yes. Okay. Spell it to me. C-H-A-M-B-O-U-R-C-I-N. Okay. I can see how phonetically that sounds like that, but I'm going to probably say that's not how it's pronounced. (laughs) All right. Anyway. I'm just good. We're just gonna go with that. Shamor, Sham, Shamborkin, Shamborkin. We'll go with that. All right. I'm we'll gonna go. Google how to. Don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to fix this. All right. Go on with the next state. Okay. <laughs> After Kansas, we have Kentucky. Kentucky's official fruit is blackberries. But something I found interesting was, surprisingly, there is not a lot of KFCs down there, even though the K in Kentucky and KFC stands for Kentucky. You don't say. (laughs) (laughs) The Philly and Philly cheesesteak stands for Philadelphia. Oh, just wait. (laughs) My final state is Pennsylvania. Oh god. <laughs> famous for famous food is cheesesteaks, which was invented in Philly, which I just found out is a part of PA. Okay, how long how long have you been living in the state, Michi, please? About seventeen years. Oh, <laughs> uh, I literally, like, I've never been over towards Philly. Harrisburg's the closest I've been to it. Like, I had no clue Philadelphia. Like, I thought Philadelphia, Uh, every time I hear the word Philadelphia, so for some reason I think it's down by Louisiana. What? (laughs) Not even, like, Maryland. Like, you didn't even think it was just, like, Maryland or Baltimore. Like, you thought it was, like, oh, my God. I have a a question. (laughs) If, if, if that's where you thought it was, which that's that's fine, okay. Why did you think it was in fine. the in in the news so much around where you live? If Louisiana is so far away, why did you think you were hearing about Philly so often? I don't I don't know. I don't watch the news. I'm not one for politics. I don't do I news mean, at all. I mean, I'm not either. But I mean, at least when they're talking, you hear about I don't know, like I. I don't. I don't know. That was the sweetest way to say you're fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> now that I think, now that I think about it, you do have a point there because when they do say on the weather, it's like, and down here in Philly, it's like that does make sense now because. Jesus. Boy. God. <laughs> See, this is what we had to explain to him at work. <laughs> It was pretty bad. <laughs> that, that was the politest way I've ever heard somebody analyze somebody just being flat out wrong. <laughs> it's okay, Demetrius. We uh, appreciate your research and development. And um, we make a lot of cheese steaks at work. I really, I don't, I don't know how to segue here. <laughs> so like, <laughs> So at this point, I think it's time to cut to an ad read. <laughs> I think we'll come back with more multi-topics. Thank you, Anchor, for making this podcast possible. Oh my gosh. Welcome back to Let's Be Nerds. That was a very interesting first segment. And with all of that in mind, we're going to shift gears and I'm going to throw it over to our wonderful guest host, Lizette. And you have a, a topic that I am interested in, but I've never actually experienced firsthand. I've never really seen it or know much about it, aside from just kind of being interested in it. So please tell me everything you know. All right. So are planning on talking about tabletop games in general, but... Um... When you're talking about tabletop games, especially role-playing games, the main one that comes to mind is Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk about that one today. Um, so that 
1974. We're currently on the fifth edition of the game, which is considered the easiest one for new. So if you're looking for, if, if you need to get into it, which it's something I do think you would really enjoy now would be a great time. Mm-hmm. So the, me- the mechanics of the game simpler, a little bit easier for people to pick up. Um, but one of my favorite things about this game is how much it encourages creativity and critical thinking in the players. And it really helps you to kind of build team storytelling. So if you're not with the format and kind of the way the game works, you have one person who is the dungeon master or the DM who is kind of in charge of the world, all of your extra characters, all of your battles, your challenges. They, t- they have control of all of that. The rest of the people who are playing all have their characters that they've created ahead of time. And you really get into the role-playing part of it. That makes it a lot of fun, too. So mm-hmm. one of the, the group that I tend to play the most with right now, everybody has kind of goofy personalities. They really like getting into whatever character they have. And we've all really gotten into writing our backstories. Okay. So I do want to tell you guys a little bit of a story that I have from the first session we had um, when did we do this? Probably about three months ago. Um, it's one of my favorite things that we've done so far. The basic story, the way we were all on a pirate it was, but we knew we were like the story was headed towards us being on a pirate ship. Mm-hmm. It opened with us having battle. There was a mutiny on the ship. All all this happened very quickly, and. And over in in the game, over the course of a couple of days, um, we made it to a poor group was arrested and taken for questioning. Now, have you guys ever seen any of those scenes in a movie where a big group is split up and interrogated separately, and everybody just gives crazy contradicting stories? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we actually had this happen in our game. But we were sitting around a table listening to the stories that everybody was telling, going, what the hell happened? So hmm. our our friend Rory, who was DMing, we didn't realize he had been taking notes or just remembering every little detail of everything we had done from the start of the game. So he started, and, and we weren't paying attention because we were all in a goofy mood. Um, we'd started drinking whiskey at like noon when we were playing so um some of us a little bit tipsy myself included so we we did not remember things that we told him we did but he had but he's asking us questions and um like i said he he did an interrogation style where he talked to you can't you like we were talking and joking but he was completely in character so anybody else who was speaking he his character who was not hear you he could only hear the person he was interrogating so started out pretty good it 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 was interesting so started out pretty good the first couple characters they're like you know we were trying to help out we did the best we could blah 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 then it got to me and I forgot asked me some questions. I, I don't remember the details of it right now, but it went downhill from there. Um, when he got to my husband, my husband decided to blatantly lie to make the story more interesting. Not Drew. Oh, yes. Yes. He told uh, those who were interrogating us that our crew had thrown a pay chest overboard and that we had stolen stuff and all this stuff that we did not do. So every interrogation after Drew's, and mind you, we're all screaming at him at the table, going, why are you? Every interrogation after that, Rory asked each individual, why did you throw the pay chest overboard? Because this is now information that... So that's another thing who is really good at storytelling, which Rory in particular is, who pays attention to those little details. It makes it really interesting because if you have players like us who weren't really paying attention we like we we ourselves a hole that we 
we were afraid we were not getting out of jail. Gordon, I know that you have not played Dungeons and Dragons like yet, but you want to. You have to wait till you're 21, and you and I have to go on a whiskey bender when we play it. <laughs> I I hope I get a, a first a few sessions in before that, but I I watch and listen to a lot of podcasts that deal with D and D, and one of my favorite like joke characters, it was a high level campaign, and they were it was just for fun one session and you're done type of deal, and. This, I can't remember who or who I was watching. I think I was watching Critical Role or Dimension. Oh, I love. And um, they they use a character that I I want to use personally. It's a high level character. It it's race is a snake, just a snake, with a hundred <laughs> mage hands. One of the shoe fits where it's just fucking snake. Anyway, <clears throat> it's just a snake with a hundred mage hands. <laughs> so. It, it, <laughs> She understands. It, you you would act as one of the other players' pets, and you you, you can just grab things that are under ten pounds. I think it is. Yep. Because you're just really good at mage hands. Yep. Oh my gosh. We... So it's you. very specific. It very like I said, you can get very creative with it. We have um, in in that campaign that I was just. Ex- describing to you guys i my character's race is a triton so i'm basically like a kind of like the the zoras from legend of zelda that's actually the appearance that i based my particular character off of love them so there is that but we've also had in the previous campaign played in um, I've had someone be a dragonborn. We've had, um, I forget what the exact race was called, but there was someone who's basically a, a frog. Um, I have right now, in in that pirate camp, that same pirate campaign, um, our cousin Delaney is playing a turtle. And oh, she, ended, she ended up as the, the best captain. turtle ever. She ended up as the captain of the pirate ship. So, I mean, she's doing pretty good for herself. I mean, there's no shade in that girl's game. I, I believe it. <laughs> So I mean, there, there's a lot. That, there's a lot that goes to anything that you can um, read materials, and you have a DM who's willing to kind of let you work on, like work with some stuff. You can get away with you and just about anything. So like, I could be like a hound dog with magic powers. Pretty much. I mean, especially if you do homebrew types. Yeah. Yes, yeah. not by the book scenarios. Yeah, once you start bringing in the homebrew stuff, that opens up. Can do anything. So, so fans have put together. So, it's in, so like, like me like, being a puppy that can like cast lightning, like that's a homebrew. That yes. it, it probably would be. There might be a race that fits it, but there would probably be a homebrewed race of created a race for characters that would have just been a hound dog. <gasps> me. Yeah. So, and they they do that for the races, the classes. There, there's homebrew for just about everything. So, like, I at one point my husband was pain. He was running it based off of Norse mythology, and we didn't get too far into it. But I was looking at a lot of homebrew stuff, and I don't want to give too much away because if our one friend listens to this, I don't want him to know it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was looking at some homebrew stuff and found like we found. Um, the stats for like a Viking warrior and all kinds of stuff that regular base games. Mm. So that part of it's pretty cool. Um, another really interesting to see with D and D, and I think just with generally with multiplayer games in general that would normally be played in person. Over the pandemic, a lot of people have transitioned to online play. And there's actually a couple websites that specialize in letting you, like they're set up so that you can play D&D with your friends online and still like maintain social distancing and everything. But it also helps if you're trying to play long distance with people. I'll need that link. Of course you uh, are, nerd. <laughs> websites, I definitely recommend D&D. Just Google that. That's uh, a lot of on Working on it right now. <laughs> um there's a lot there's a there's a lot of homebrew 
brew content on we set up all of our stuff even do um, paper characters through that website because it's just so much easier okay, i have to take a quick pause real quick demetrius are you as lost as i am i am indeed <laughs> i think it sounds fun because i would like to be a puppy that can cast lightning but yeah. like that's about like but i love it i love that it's like i think the best thing about this is like if this was a time for anyone to get involved it's now because of like the next like you said Liza, the new generation is like a lot more easy to understand and it's mm-hmm. like there's a lot more of online capability i think in my head i've always like fantasized of like having like a dungeon and dragons moment and like i like playing like the whole way through and like doing the whole thing it feels like now is the time yeah See? it's a really good time to get into it demetrius if i'm a puppy with lightning what are you what's your what's your <laughs> what's your homebrew <laughs> Well, Steve, if you end up being a puppy with lightning, I might have to be a... You need to be a turtle so you don't get hurt anymore. Whoa, no. whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, <laughs> you need a I... shell. <laughs> that wasn't rude. Don't be mad. <laughs> Michi, I think you'd be best as a stealth character. I would love to be a stealth. Oh, (laughs) just a little bit. What I find awesome is I'm now on that D and D Beyond website on the uh, create a character uh, stuff. He's he's never going to record another podcast. (laughs) Characters that they list for homebrew stuff. It's not even labeled on a homebrew. It's just labeled critical role content. Oh yeah, that's right. They do have a a whole section. Mm -hmm. I forgot about that. Critical Role is by far one of the best D&D groups that right. I've ever encountered. Okay, enough nerd stuff. Demetrius, what's your animal? What's your power? Turtle with frost. Turtle with snow. Come on, <laughs> something. Why does it have to be a turtle? Because you get injured easily. You need a shell. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, that just, means that, that just means that he has to be something that has some magic so that he can have, like some power healing. to give him shields and like healing and protective i yeah, don't so know if... what this kid this kid would fall down a flight of stairs in a second like he's he's so yeah. injury prone it's not even funny you're right it's hilarious no it's not it's, it's, it's <laughs> trauma so my, my, <laughs> you call it wouldn't work then because i was gonna say like an elf for the stealth part of it like an elf or a half elf I mean, but... you could be you could be dobby from harry potter you know dobby the house elf who not the type oh. of elf about. You don't know Harry Potter, Demetrius. What are you even doing on this podcast? Demet, like he's ha- the house elf. He's he's so cute. He's so tiny. He's so magical. Is he the one that says, "Give him, uh, don't touch my precious"? No, no, that's Lord of the. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my. You're so canceled. You're so canceled. <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> Dobby, the house elf. He's like the. It's like he like just wants like freedom and people's socks. Like it's not that much to ask for. <laughs> Did you just say people's socks? He kind of has a thing, and we don't really talk about that. But like okay, kind of... fetish, I see you. I see. You. He wants he wants freedom more than people's socks. Are you sure about that? God. Maybe maybe both. <laughs> I thought he needed the freedom. I think it's some, there's some like he, he he does need the socks for freedom. It's how cells, when given an article of clothing, become free and are no longer have to serve a master. Yes. So you're a ha- lost me. So you're a house elf. Fine. <laughs> I guess I'll be a house elf then. No, but like, no, for real. What is your, like, if you could create a Dungeons and Dragons character, what is your animal and power or whatever? I want to be a dragon. God. You could dragon be a dragon. Born. A dragonborn. And that, were, and that works for what Steven said because you have a shell to be protect, protected. Dragonborn are big and they have that like thick scaly hide like a dragon. So there you yeah. go. Kind of like what your arm looks like right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. But See, yeah. It so... works. It works. We'll get into that another time, Steve. I'm sorry. I'm going to be putting your personal business out there, but you just need a protective hide to like not be injured anymore. <laughs> I have to say, I love I love this world of Dungeons and Dragons opening up to more of a larger fan base. Like, I love that it's like kind of going mainstream in a sense. Like, uh, it's definitely like with with the groups like Critical Role. <laughs> excuse me, 
critical role in other groups that are doing like YouTube and podcasts and stuff. It's definitely becoming more mainstream and being accessible to a lot more people. Now, I know there's still a lot of stigma around it. There are a lot of people who are using Dungeons and Dragons. They're like, oh my God, no. Like, don't, I don't want anything to do with it. There are other, there are other, um, not necessarily very types of tabletop games that operate under the same formula, mm-hmm. but don't necessarily have that same stigma that Dungeons and Dragons has. So, like, if, if there's somebody out there listening who likes the idea of how it's played, but don't want to get under, like, the Dungeons and Dragons name of it, like, um, Two of the ones that I've seen, I haven't played them myself, are called Chicken and Pathfinder. So that's two other ones, but there's a whole slew of them out there. There's ones based on Star Wars, because in first, mm-hmm. um, yes, there's. Except for Demetrius. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, there's Star Wars. I believe there's some Star Trek ones. Uh, there's just, there, there's, a, like I said, it, it's it's growing because the popularity has gone up so much. Um, I think our group did just start playing the Star Wars role-playing game a couple weeks ago. I wasn't invited, but that's okay. Um, You have a podcast to do because you're booked and busy, bitch. You don't have time for that shit. (laughs) Not anymore, apparently. Uh, No, I was going to the state fair. so Oh, I kind of love that. Yeah. She's still busy. Still booked, still busy. I went to the demolition derby. I watched cars smash into each other. Oh, that sounds like fun. I honestly love that shit. I know that that's meant for like younger people, but I'm still like into that. I'm like, yeah. What do you mean it's meant for younger people? It, it, for like, like younger parents, it's like a very easy way to like keep their kids entertained and have a night out. It's like kind of that demographic, but like, I love it. There were so many adults and older people there and like some of the drivers there there was a driver out um who had th- it was three generations of his family were out on the track at the same time oh. him his his grandsons That's like, that's like iconic. That's Yeah. It, yeah. it was pretty cool and he, he was he won whatever under rally or whatever it was called that he was in. It was pretty cool. So <laughs> He won the Paps Blue Ribbon. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That, was, <laughs> that was shitty. It's just the white trash beer. Um, anyway, but no, good for him. Good for the fan. I love that. So anyway, back on track. All right. So I love your topic. Does anybody have anything else to add to Lizette's topic? Gordon, you've been gone for so long because you're probably literally online. <laughs> like trading Dungeon and Dragon cards or whatever you do. I am. Oh no, that's the magic. Making my first character. Later. That's the magic. The gathering. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Yeah, we'll I talk about those. Not on D and D Beyond, building my first character. While you guys talk about stuff. Okay, so well, we listen. How about actively participate in a podcast that you're getting paid to be on? How about that? <laughs> hey, you guys get paid for this. Well, hopefully, Demetrius. Hopefully, that's the goal. But when we have the long-term goal, yeah. When we have a host and an executive producer that's literally building his fucking dragon dog <laughs> in the middle of the segment. Actually, I, I'm a uh, human variant in uh, the rogue category, specializing in stealth. You're a fucking. Ooh, you're me? you're definitely a fucking variant Ooh, of some kind. And I'm a guy. Sorry, I thought we were just saying stuff that doesn't matter. <laughs> Oh, so you're saying you don't matter. Uh, then. That was kind of funny. <laughs> All right, so can I do my last multi-topic, like where anyone can? No one's gonna care besides Demetrius and Lizette. Like Gordon, are you actually listening to me right now? I am as... listening. Yes. <laughs> okay. Do we want? Can we talk about how important that the free Britney movement is? Like, do you understand I'm how here. actually important this is? As a as a person who claims to have a girlfriend, can you like come into this conversation <laughs> with me? As a person who claims um, to have a girlfriend, I don't know about the free Britney movement. Do you I don't understand? Either. Do you understand that like this is such an important dialogue for our generation? Everybody claims to have like Lizette and I grew up in this phase where she like was shaving her head and she seemed all crazy, and it was like, oh, she's a slut, she's this, she's that. The stories that are coming out right now are so riveting because. It tells a whole different story than what we were told and what what the media presented to us. 
This is a woman that truly had her rights stripped away. This is a woman who made multi, multi-million dollars. And she got put under a conservatorship because her dad wanted a piece of the pie. And she has a birth control unit in her body to this day that was not by her choice, not by her volition. And she's prevented from having children because a group of lawyers and her father have so much control over her because she's mentally unstable, quote unquote, even though she did a residency in Vegas and she continues to perform and produce. She has no liberty over having another child or not. She has no liberty of communication. She has no control over her phone. As men, we have to take this very seriously because this could happen to our sisters. This could happen to our potential daughters, our nieces. This is a very serious issue. And sorry, I I don't mean to get passionate, but it's like everything's been kind of lighthearted with this episode. And I love that. But we also have to touch on things that are relevant. And this is disgusting. And I always, I was, I was guilty of it. I thought she's like, oh, she's a crazy bitch. No, she was taken advantage of. And she has no autonomy to like do anything of her own. And they're finally listening to her. She did a 30 minute dissertation in front of a court where she said everything. And she said how she has no freedom. She has Did no... you read the transcript from that? I listened to the audio. It, it's unnerving. It's oh, disgusting. okay. I didn't, I didn't get audio. I just got... <clears throat> somebody, well, the transcription came out first. Just reading leaked, it broke my heart. Somebody leaked the audio. Like, it's like a 40-minute long thing. And she's like half pissed, half crying. And it's, yeah. it's disturbing. I can't say that I've heard anything about this until right now, honestly. Yeah, same here. Um, please research. I've seen it. a lot of it. Yeah, a lot of it all over social media. I don't know if it's just because like a lot of my friends have been sharing it on Facebook because, like you said, we grew up around that time where we all thought she was nuts and like, oh, this is what she needs to get her back on track. And it's like, no, she she needed. Of people who actually cared for her to help her and like you said there's so many people coming forward with stories now and it's kind of raises the question a little bit of like you know where have they been for so long if they knew everything that was going on why weren't they speaking about it before mm-hmm. and this could happen to anybody like it can. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's horrible i wouldn't wish that on anyone I encourage everyone listening. I can encourage you guys. Eliza, you seem like you kind of are up on it. I encourage anyone listen to as much media as you can about it because this needs to stop. This conservatorship. It was a design and the idea of like a parent grows older and they have dementia or Alzheimer's and you were able to step in and take care of them financially and help them manage their assets there is no reason in the world why it was put on a 28-year-old adult. Is that I believe that was the age that was put on her. And they used a loophole in the legal system to take advantage of her and bilk her for everything she was worth. And it's very easy to say, oh, well, she's a celebrity. She makes a lot of money. It's not that big of a deal. But it could happen to your mom. It could happen to your aunt. It could happen to your sister. It could happen to your kid. And everybody needs to be aware that Hollywood's a piece of shit and we have to like protect and prevent people from going to this again. And that's my rant. (laughs) Yeah, I fully agree. It's very interesting. Hollywood is a bunch of dicks. They're trash, honestly. The pandemic proved that they're trash. They don't give a fuck about you, me, or anyone else. We're all in the same boat, says the people in multi-million dollar houses. I swear with to houses God. bigger than my neighborhood. So That's we kind of got off the rails here at the end, but I, I really think that the multi-topic episode worked. I am so glad that you were here, Michi. I'm so glad you were here, Lizette. How do you guys feel about your first episode on the show? I mean, I think this was a lot of fun. I can't wait to do another one. Me too. I really enjoyed doing this. Gordon, how do you feel about the episode? How, like, I know you're like in the corner somewhere gaming already, but like, how do you feel? <laughs> I feel it went great, except for the five minutes before we started talking about all this Hollywood stuff. 
uh, where I blacked out and was making a character on a D&D website. Uh, but other than that, it, I think it went great. <laughs> and that's my producer. That's my producer. <laughs> yep. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. Wait, we wait, cannot... wait. Before we leave, I okay. have some breaking news. Ooh. Breaking news headlines. Breaking news headlines. An overdue book has been returned to the Pennsylvania Library after 50 years. Oh, my. And when it was returned, it was left with a $20 bill saying that they have deeply apologized and this $20 can be used to pay for someone else's fees. Well, that was sweet, I guess. A little bit of breaking news. I just don't. I mean, like, wait, where did you get that from? If you don't mind me asking. Well, being that you guys were talking about like celebrities and everything, I was looking up heartwarming stuff, and I came across that. Okay, so you're you're our good news contributor. Yeah, I like that. Well, hopefully um, $20 covers all the overdue and past due fees and someone else can rent that book. Actually, it says here that the librarian said they used the money to pay off a young mother's fines so she could start checking out items again. Aww. Faith in humanity is... Not completely destroyed. Kind of restored in a way. But yeah. like, why was she fine in the first place? But like, yeah. 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 It's good news. We love good yep. news. We're, We're a good gonna... news podcast. Okay. <laughs> 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 yeah, let's go with that. Oh my. Alright, so with that being said, thank you all for being here. Thank you for all everybody that listened. We truly appreciate it we're trying to build a a community of like-minded people where we can all share these theories and talk about these things open-mindedly and with kindness and with compassion and please join our discord server it's going to be linked in the bio below and if you feel that you want a little bit more behind the scenes access our patreon is available for that reason if you are listening on anchor drop us a note do us do a voice memo send it in we can potentially feature you in the next episode if you're listening on spotify or apple or anything like that leave us a rate leave us a review tell us what we got wrong tell us what we got right did you learn something you never knew before because you listened to this show we want to hear it all if you're watching on youtube please subscribe we appreciate anything that you can do to help us move forward as we develop this show. With that being said, this is where we leave you. And as always, it's great to be nerds and we love being nerds with you. So thank you for listening to episode five and thank you to anchor.fm for sponsoring this episode. We'll see you in the next one. Let's Be Nerds is hosted and produced by Gordon A. Bryant and Stephen J. McLean. Our co-host for this episode was Lizette, and guest host was Michi. Let's Be Nerds is a production of Speak Easily Productions. Let's Be Nerds is hosted and sponsored by Anchor.fm. To keep up with the latest about the show, follow us on Twitter at Let's, the letter B, nerds, or join our Discord server, which is linked in the description box below, along with our Patreon. Thanks to Kylie Gregg, our social media manager. Also, a special thanks to Robert B. Jacobs for composing our theme song. You can follow his Instagram at Bobby underscore Spectre. Also, check out Stephen J's YouTube called Speak Easily with Stephen J. You can also find him on Twitter and Facebook under the same handle or on Insta under Speak Easily Stephen J. You can also find Lizette on Instagram at X Shadow Song X.
Thank you.